Welcome to episode 12 of How to Be a Steminist. Today's all about time management. I get so many women come to me saying, Tiff, can you please help me to be quicker at things? Can you help me with my time management? And when we look into it, we find out it's actually not about time management at all. So this episode is going to probably be quite eye-opening for you because I'm going to be busting a couple of myths about time management that you must know. So strap yourselves in and get ready for a ride. This is the How to Be a Steminist podcast. I'm your host, Tiffany, a proud woman in STEM. To me, being a steminist means creating a wildly fulfilling career without compromising your family or social life. Because when you love your whole life, you become a living example that a career in STEM is where it's at. I'm on a mission to equip women in STEM around the world with strategies to take back control of their career progression, navigate those difficult and awkward gender equality issues, and stop balancing work with life and start enjoying it. If you want to learn all the things no one else teaches you about being a woman in STEM, you've come to the right place. Let's get stuck in. Hello! I am super excited to be talking about this topic today, time management. Now, so many of you, lovely women in STEM, think that you are terrible at time management and it is something that you need to get better at. So if this is you, continue listening because I have got some hard truths to be sharing with you about time management today. But before I get started, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my own story and challenges with time management. Now, I guess when I was growing up, I was always the slowest kid in the class. I was always the last person to hand something in. You know, when you have, I don't know, English class and you're supposed to write something during the lesson and they'd always be the quickest person. I remember there was this girl called Nicole and she was just so good at everything. She was super efficient and she was always the first person to hand stuff in at class. And I think that was something that she took real pride in because, you know, she always made sure that she was the first person and she always did a really good job of it. And I always thought, oh, I wish I could be like her. I'm just so slow. And I just grew up thinking I was just slow. I just wasn't efficient at doing things. You know, that was just my identity. Now, when it got to, I guess, fast forwarding over to career stage TIFF, I, um, yeah, I guess I held on to that belief that I was slow and inefficient at doing things and this kind of got worse and worse as my imposter syndrome grew. Um, So those of you who've listened to my episode on imposter syndrome will know a bit about this story and if you haven't yet I'll link to that episode in the show notes um, and in in this video here. The other thing that I did because I thought I was slow was because I basically overcompensated at work. So I would work 
longer hours because I just thought I was slower than everyone else. So I had to catch up after hours. And it started becoming this pattern where I would always work late. And have you ever met those people at work who come into the office looking really tired with a massive coffee in their hands and they're just like, you know, oozing this tired mentality just so that people will ask them, oh my goodness, are you okay? Are you tired? You, you know, you look like you need help or whatever. I was that person. I was that annoying person who, you know, if you met me or bumped into me in the elevator on the way up to the office floors, people would ask me, how, how are you? And I'd be like, oh yeah, so busy. Or people would be like, oh, did you get up too much last night? And I'd be like, oh yeah, yeah. I was like working till 11 o'clock last night. I wore busy as this badge of honor. I just... I guess in some ways I thought it made me seem important Um, and I allowed people to come to me for help because it kind of, I guess in a weird way, would boost my ego. You know, I was important enough that people would seek me out for help. They would want me to work overtime because I'm so important. And this was this mentality that I had because I just loved being needed. I loved... I guess the air of importance of being busy. And I see this so much in corporate world. So many people will go out there just telling everyone how busy they are or how little sleep they got. And that's supposed to be a good thing. Well, I can tell you that was not a good thing. I burnt out. (laughs) If you haven't listened to my story already, I started bursting out crying on the way to work one day and I'm not the type of person who cries a lot so this was massive for me I burst out crying and I I just it it was the first time that I had cried without like knowing it was gonna come it just kind of came out of nowhere so look the truth about time management is that you know firstly Time doesn't need to be managed. It is you that needs to be managed. As women in STEM, we often fall into this imposter syndrome, the feeling that we're not enough or that we're not doing enough. We need to do more. We need to pack more into our day. If only we had all the time management hacks so we could get more stuff done in the day. That That's what we often fall into. But Time doesn't need to be managed. It happens without you doing anything. It goes on and it is honestly your most valuable resource. You can't create more of it. You can't pay for more of it. You just, that is the only resource that you cannot control. So don't manage time, manage yourself. What is it that you need to do to get more focused How can you spend your time more intentionally? How can you be more purposeful with the time that you're spending? So many women I speak to come to me saying, I'm really disorganized. I, my time management skills are so poor. I see my colleagues 
doing way more stuff than me you know they're they're more successful than me and it's because they're able to do things quicker and more efficiently so I guess in some ways this could be true maybe someone is more I know I don't know they they do things faster than you but they probably do things faster than you that like those are the things that they're good at so what are you good at What can you do efficiently? What do you love doing? When you love doing something, you're also more likely to stay focused. Oh, hello. My dog's just come and said hello here. Um, Yeah, so what are the things that you love doing and that you could stay focused on? I think it's dinner time. I might just go and feed her and come back. Right, I'm back. The dog's happy. We're all happy. We're back. (laughs) So it's funny that I was just talking about focusing and then I got distracted. But anyway, I'm here now. So I mentioned, you know, my first point being that time doesn't need to be managed, but it's you that needs to be managed. It's also other people in your life that needs to be managed. So you also need to manage other people's expectations. If you're the type of person who says yes to a lot of things and you end up spending lots of time doing stuff for other people, then you've got a boundaries issue. You now need to teach people, because when you say yes to things all the time, you're basically teaching people that they can come to you. And that was me. So, you know, I spoke before about how I loved being the person that people would come to for help. And I did like that, but it got to the point where I burnt out. I wasn't able to help people anymore because I was just so stressed and, you know, things got really difficult. So what about people in your life? You know, are you teaching them that it's okay to come to you all the time? I guess, you know, it's okay for people to come to you for help, but are you saying yes every single time? That's a question I want you to ask yourself. A lot of the women I coach have a massive issue with saying no to things. And, you know, you might be in this boat as well. I know that I definitely used to be. I used to be the yes man or the yes woman. I'd say yes to everything. And, you know, there's a time and place for that. Um, If you're, I guess, trying to learn something new or you've put yourself into a new social situation, i.e. moving countries. Um, When I moved to the UK for the first time, I said yes to anything that came up because that was my aim. I was just trying to get to know as many people as possible. I wanted all the opportunities. So there is a time and place for doing that. But if that is not your intention, but you're saying yes to everything, you have got to learn how to say no. To cover that off super quickly right now, the way that I say no is I say, I'm not able to do this, but 
then I point them to a useful resource or maybe someone else I know who might be able to help. So that might help you as well. But that, that's a whole other kettle of fish that we could open up another time. So my first point, just to summarize, was that time doesn't need to be managed. It is you that needs to be managed. And it is also other people in your life that you need to manage. My second point for today is that urgent does not equal important. I'm going to say that again. Urgent doesn't equal important. A lot of the time we will put our urgent tasks first, which I guess makes sense. But if you think about it in this way, urgent tasks are usually things that are not planned, right? They might be things that have come up as an emergency. They might be someone else's requests. Other examples of urgent things are when an email pops up and you feel like you have to reply to it straight away or you get a WhatsApp message and you hear that ping and you feel like you've got to reply. These are all urgent things, but they might not be important. So urgent things are time bound things, things that need to be done quickly. Important things, they might not have such a strict time restraint on them, but if you don't do them, you're not going to go in the direction that you want to go. Now, if we talk purely about career, so many people, and I've been here myself, will prioritize urgent things over important things. So I used to check my email. So every time an email came in, I'd have that little pop up from Outlook saying, you've got an email from this important person and you'll see like an ang- like the start of an angry message, right? From a client. And you'll feel like you've got to stop what you're doing and go to that straight away. The problem with that is that usually I would be working on something important, something that aligned with my career goals and was something that I might have needed to get done for a client or for my boss. So that little pop up of that email, that was an urgent thing disrupting my important task. Other examples of emergent, uh, urgent things are, I've just made up a new word there, emergent. I love it. (laughs) Other examples of urgent things are, I guess, other colleagues coming up to you and saying, oh, can you do this? Or you might be invited to speak at an event, which seems awesome, but if you're already really, really busy, and you're packed out for the rest of the month and you just don't feel like you can do it, if you use a chunk of your time to then do this talk that's been requested of you, just because you couldn't say no, then you're still prioritizing urgent things over important things. So I want you to really have a think about your tasks when, you know, the next time a request comes through, whether it's from your boss, another colleague, someone else in your industry, someone who's like asked you to do something. Just have a think to yourself, is this urgent or important? I guess the most important thing to do is to actually figure out what is important to you. What are your priorities? 
So this comes on to my third and final point. Successful people don't do more things. They do the things that are a priority for them. They are clear on their priorities. So successful people don't get more stuff done in the day necessarily. They are just really focused in on doing the stuff that is going to help them move in the direction that they want to move in. So if something is, you know, not aligned with their life priorities or their career priorities, they're probably not going to do it. They're going to say no, or they are just going to make it clear that that is not the type of thing that they do. Do you know what's important to you? What are your life priorities? Have you ever been through the exercise of writing down what your top six life priorities are? Common ones are things such as finance, family, friends. Uh, They don't all start with F, I I can assure you. Um, You know, spirituality, creativity, maybe a specific hobby someone is really, really into. What are your six priorities in life and where are you at with them? Do you feel like you're a 10 out of 10 in all of them? Probably not. That's quite rare. Um, But if you are at the lower end of the scale, why is that? Is it because you're not prioritizing the things that are important to you? That is probably very likely. So if you want to be successful, you do not need to be taking on time management hacks. What time management hacks do is basically help you fit more tasks in your day. But there's no point in fitting more tasks in your day if they are tasks that are not important. So what I would like for you to do is to actually be more intentional with your time. Figure out what's important and only do those things. Don't be spending your time on things that are not important to you. Don't be spending time on things just so you can please other people, just so you can say you're that busy person that's important, that has lost lots of sleep because they're so stressed with work. That's not helping anyone. You might seem important, you might feel important at the time, but I can assure you when you get to that point of burnout, you'll be like, what am I doing all of this for? So those are the three things I wanted to share with you today. So firstly, that time doesn't need to be managed. It happens anyway, right? It is you that needs to be managed and you also need to manage the expectations of people around you. The second thing is that urgent doesn't equal important. When you go about your week, your work week this week, have a think about whether requests coming in are urgent or if they're important. And the third thing is to know what's important, you actually know need to know what your priorities are. So the third point was that successful people don't do more things. They're just more intentional. They know what their priorities are. They only work on things that are aligned with their priorities. I guess I've got one final bonus thing I'd like to encourage you to do. 
The next time you catch yourself saying, I don't have time for something, I want you to have a think about whether it is that you don't have time or it or if it's that you have chosen to not prioritize that thing. I guess it's a bit of a trick question. Of course, it is because you've not prioritized that thing. We all have the ability and responsibility to manage our own things that we're doing during the day. So if you're saying, I don't have time to read that book, or I don't have time to listen to that podcast, then that's not actually true. You do have time. It's just that you've prioritized something else, which is absolutely fine. The time when it's not fine is when you've accidentally prioritized something that is not important. For example, spending half an hour every day scrolling through social media. I am definitely guilty of this myself, but I guess just having that knowledge that you are responsible for your own tasks that you do every day, that's power. So it's not that I can't do something, it's that I won't do something. I've chosen not to prioritize my time in order to do this. I want to share with you a pretty shocking fact (laughs) from this book I read recently called Everything is Figureoutable by Marie Folio. If you've never read it before, have a go. She's just so much fun. She writes in her own voice. Um, If you ever watched her videos or listened to her podcasts, it's super fun. But basically, there's this table in there that says that 30 minutes a day dicking around on your phone or social media, guess how much that equates to in the year? It equates to a whopping 182.5 hours per year. And that equates to 22 full eight hour workdays. So the next time you say, I don't have time for something, Do you not have time for something or have you prioritized something else? This has been a real eye opener for me because sometimes I feel like I've just not got enough time in the day to do stuff or, you know, if only I had more time, I'd know this skill or I'd be able to develop this skill. When in fact, based on this table I've just read out, I have plenty of time. So I hope this has inspired you to be a bit more intentional with your time, to stop trying to fit more in your day, but actually try and do less, strip out the noise, strip out the things that are not aligned with your life priorities, things that are not important. Stop doing them or find a way to reduce them. If this is something that you struggle with, especially with saying no or knowing how to actually reduce some of those things, come and chat to me. Come and find me on Instagram where my handle is at under, no, what is it? At Tiffany Dawson underscore, or you can find me on LinkedIn and I will link to all of those in the show notes. It's been lovely to chat to you today and I cannot wait to see you next time.